0: Chapter 36, School in the 80s, a chapter on mandatory vaccine laws in private schools. So the next item on our agenda is new enrollment for next year. Our numbers are down, way down. We're talking about a 20% decrease in our student body next year. 20%. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Sure, we've had our ups and downs, but never like this. Trisha and I spent the last week trying to figure out why, and it finally hit us last night. It's the new vaccine law. I'll let Trisha explain what we found. The six school board members of the small, private Christian school turned their bored eyes from the head of schools to his administrative assistant. Chris and I went through every file for every child who was leaving, and we found one common denominator. Each one is either partly or fully unvaccinated. I called each family. I've known some of these parents and kids for years now. And they all said they want to keep coming, but they also don't want to give all the newly required vaccines, especially hepatitis B and chickenpox. They'd rather choose homeschooling. Can we handle a drop like this? asked one of the board members. We'll work harder on new enrollments for next year. But that's just it, continued Tricia. This 20% drop is all from our preschoolers going into kindergarten and 6th graders going into 7th. That's when the new vaccine law requires these kids to catch up on vaccines or get out. I've looked at the files of all our students who will be hitting this checkpoint next year, too and we're going to lose another 20% next year, and the year after that. I did a little research on which families tend to vaccinate less, Chris jumped back in. Surprisingly, it's the wealthier and more educated parents, the families who tend to enroll in private schools like ours. We can't financially handle a drop in tuition revenue like that, not for more than two years in a row. We might be looking at having to close down, We are already so small, and losing that many children might just do us in, and we are the last Christian school in this Tri-City area. The discussion continued for a while. The board members chimed in about vaccines, diseases, outbreaks, parental rights, and every other aspect of this issue. But Steve sat quietly, mulling over an idea. He was a lawyer, and his kids were among the unvaccinated ones who would be leaving after sixth grade. He already knew the ins and outs of what his friends were ranting about around him. He knew the vaccine law was unnecessary and unfair. He knew unvaccinated children belonged in schools just like every other child. And something about what the head of schools had just said sparked an idea in his mind, and he thought that maybe— just maybe it might work. Let's sue. Steve was a soft-spoken man, unusual for a lawyer, and no one heard him. Let's sue the bastards, he said loudly, standing up. This brought all the discussions to a halt. Excuse me? asked Chris. Sue who, Steve? The parents? No, the state of California, for wrongful infringement on our private business especially given the fact that unvaccinated kids pose no danger to our school and that there is no current disease crisis that should grant the state emergency powers to exclude some of our students. They are interfering with our right to conduct business for no good reason. But an even stronger case, a constitutional case, rests in the fact that the state is taking away the rights that our Christian students have to fellowship with one another and learn in a religious environment. That's where I think we could win this. But we're just one small Christian school. We have no money for a lawsuit, chimed in one board member. I can guarantee we should be able to find a legal organization who would take the case pro bono, and if not, we can't be the only religious school this is happening to, and this isn't just about Christian schools— All faiths could be facing this type of discrimination. Jewish schools, Catholic schools, Muslim schools, and especially Jehovah's Witnesses. They don't even go to mainstream schools. The state is now denying these children's constitutional right to engage in religious fellowship and learn in a religious environment. If we all got together on this, we could be quite a force to reckon with. But none of this helps us in the meantime, lamented Tricia by the time this goes anywhere, our school will be closed. Not if we peacefully resist the new law now, answered Steve. Conscientious objection, or religious, or both. We continue to operate as we are now. We admit all students, regardless of their medical choices. If we do it and are open about it, other schools may follow. But isn't it illegal to openly encourage other schools to break the law? Well, we'd have to do it right, with legal and religious counsel. But I think we could do this, because I, for one, want my kids to keep going here three years from now. Wait, your kids too? Asked another board member, one whom Steve knew fully vaccinated her kids. But you've always seemed so... She trailed off. Intelligent? Educated? (laughs) I know. But that's who tends to not vaccinate those of us who actually get educated about it. But that's not the issue here. It's about choice and religious freedom and medical freedom. But if we publicize it, the state will be knocking on our door the very next day. Well, we know the state is already auditing all small private schools to make sure we are complying with the new vaccine law. They'll be here in the next year or two anyway. This just speeds up the process, and that might actually help us. Help us how? asked Chris. By shutting us down right away? I don't think they have the authority to do that. I don't know for sure. I'll have to look into this. But if we play it right, having them try to shut us down may help us more than it hurts us. Listen, here's how I see this playing out. First of all, who is actually inspecting us and our vaccine records? The public health department. They don't have the authority to take any action against us, I don't think. But then they'll report us to the Department of Education. Education steps in and does what? We are a private school, not a public one. What can they do? They can revoke our credentials as a school, perhaps, but that's not an easy process. And they can't force us to close our doors, can they? Not without an actual disease outbreak. We go on operating, business as usual, religion as usual, and the state harasses us for a while. But hey, my legal time would be free, and if I can get a legal organization to lead the way and get other schools to join us, we could win this legally. But forget the legalities for a minute. Think about the public pressure. If we play this right, we make the state look like either a fascist group of dictators from the 1940s or the Thought Police from Orwellian 1984. Picture it. News footage of authorities coming in, blocking the school entrance, rifling through our school records, finding that some children don't have their papers, escorting children off campus, escorting school administrators out in handcuffs, arresting parents because their kids are truant. Because they are attending an unlicensed school, arresting you, Chris, for overseeing all of this? <laughs> arresting me, of course? I'd probably go first. Would the state want all of this on the evening news? How would that make them look? My guess is that either they back down and hope not too many schools hear about what we've done, or they step in and try to make an example of us. Then we fight it out in court, if we are willing to take it that far. Steve paused in his rant, and that's when everyone noticed Trisha's quiet sniffling and tears. What's the matter? asked Chris, a hand on her shoulder. I'm just thinking about my grandfather, the stories he told me of his escape from Eastern Europe. What you are describing is, is the exact same thing he told me happened every day where he lived. Soldiers, authorities, inspectors, all looking for papers, all ensuring full compliance with the law. But it wasn't really about the papers or the law. It was about the people. They were doing it looking for people who were different or came from a different place. They didn't care if you didn't have your papers. They cared if you were the wrong type of person. If we do this, Chris, Steve, you have to promise me I won't be having to tell my own grandchildren the same stories someday promise me that our legal battle will prevail and it won't come down to people actually being arrested and thrown into jail over this. Promise me none of the children will get hurt because ultimately that's who we are all here for, the children. We all signed up to be teachers and school administrators to help the children. If anything should happen to them. Well, that's just it, Chris said sitting up straighter in his chair and looking at Steve. That's who we would be doing this for, the children. And I can't think of any more noble cause than that.